Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are tuned in to the Starting Five podcast. We got a special edition, y'all. Um, I'm your man, E-Trill, and Eric Of course, you can call me E-Trill for short. You can also hit me up on Instagram and X at E underscore Trillionaire. Um, you can always tune in to the Starting Five podcast wherever you get podcasts. And also, you can uh, chime in on the YouTube channel. Always remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And I'm going to kick it to my left. Oh, before I do that, uh, we do have some special guests in the building tonight. Uh, we're gonna rock it out. We're gonna introduce them last, but I'm gonna kick it to my left. You're now tuned in to the Starting Five podcast. Your boy Jay Supreme, Hop Jordan 3 on IG. I'm very excited about this uh, episode. You know, we got some comedians on the, on the podcast for the first time. I love comedy. I'm a huge avid. I go to the to the improv all the time and excited to have you all on the podcast. I'm gonna pass it to John. You already know what it is, man. Boy, Jonathan Cinco Hardy on the book at Super John on X and Instagram. And you already know what to do, man. Leave your likes, your dislikes, your questions, your suggestions. And send us that feedback because you know we need that. And once again, we told y'all, we just not a sports podcast. We got it down. We we, we get busy in all different aspects of, of life. So go ahead, kick it back to EB. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to introduce um, our, our, uh, our our comics uh, one by one. Uh, we got some talented people in the building. I'm going to start with my, on my man my right here, Mr. Ryan Polk uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Ryan's done some shows at some um, some spots here locally. Uh, the funny the funny Sundays, Silks, Fifty ish first jokes. He's been down at Hilarities with two showcases. My man Ryan's been at the Improv uh, Comedy Contest Finals and the Funny Stop Down in Cuyahoga uh, Falls. Um, and he's been doing comedy for six years. Welcome to the Starting Five podcast, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. For sure. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. And no, man, it's because yeah, it's my you know. Well, of course, my first time here, but you know, I definitely shout out, shout out to Phil. You know, Phil, if you're watching this live, shout out to you if you're, you know, for for thinking for inviting me to come on here and also booking me for the show. And yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to you know kicking it with y'all. Absolutely, Appreciate welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome. All right, to my left here, uh, right in the middle of the couch, we got our, our, the lady in the building tonight. Uh, Miss Ulysse Dickerson. She's from Cleveland, Ohio as well. Uh, she's done some shows, performed all over from Cleveland to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, performed at the Funny Stop, Hilarities, the Cleveland Improv. And she's shooting her very own comedy special uh, this April the 24th of 2024. Uh, Ulysse, welcome to Starting Five. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your girl, Ulysse Dickerson. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to uh, be the... Uh, the female of the of the night. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not the first time I'd had to tell you, you know a couple of niggas. Though. But <laughs> <laughs> people of the night for real. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> nah, but I'm ready to uh, talk the shits with y'all. All right, for sure. Um, and last but not least, we got my man Tyrone Gaines from Cleveland, Ohio as well. Uh, he's done shows also at the Funny Stop, Polarities, and the Improv Club. Welcome to the Starting Five Podcast. What up, y'all? What up, man? Games for Fresh Prince of Welfare <laughs> and like a pregnant pit bulls puppies. We in this bitch. Absolutely, absolutely. So at any time, you definitely um, plug your IG, your Twitter, your Facebook, uh, TikTok, whatever platforms you're on, so the audience can um, know where they know where to uh, stop in and find you. Oh, I might as well do that right now then. So you can follow me at on TikTok at Entertainer Taurus, like the bull. You can follow me on. You can follow me at R Polk P O L K the Taurus. And you can follow me on my Facebook and YouTube at Ryan Polk, P-O-L-K. 
Uh, Ulysse Dickerson on all social media platforms. I'm the only Ulysse Dickerson. If you search me, I'm on Facebook. That's private. Um, so if you are trying to follow me on there, because <laughs> I'm not cleaning it up. Um, just let me know that you have tuned in on the uh, Starting Five yes, podcast. Um, my IG is public. That's underscore E-U-L-I-S-E-D-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N. Ulysse Dickerson. And Ulysse Too Funny on TikTok. Nice. Um, Instagram, Tyrone the Comic, all one word, and that's T-Y-R-O-N-E. White people like to leave the E off or whatever. <laughs> Tyrone the Comic. And on Facebook, I am uh, Tyrone Gaines. And hopefully after this podcast, I'll be Tyrone Gaines. More fans.
But yeah, eventually you just build it up because ultimately we all want to get to an hour. Right. You know, mm -hmm. try to get that Netflix special. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, um, so, so me, I would say kind of piggyback on what Tyrone Gaines has said. Um, basically start something with a with a with a five minute set because when I first started doing comedy, five minutes used to feel long as shit to me. Mm -hmm. And but now five minutes is like a breeze, a breeze right now. You know, like 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 five minutes is basically just like nothing but just practice work to me. And you definitely do want to you know work yourself up to get that to get that get up to that Netflix special because. Because because once you catch that that comedy bug, right, right. you know you become addicted. You know you don't want to get the cure from from getting bit from getting bit in the ass by the comedy bug. Mm -hmm. You know you want to you want to do like like ten minutes. You want to do like twelve minutes. I mean the most I've ever done is fifteen minutes, and I guess like my bit in the ass ain't really affect me that much because fifteen minutes is the most I like to do. Okay. But it's a comfortable spot. Yeah, it's a comfortable it's a comfortable spot, but. No, I'm really, really excited to, you know, be doing this and, you know, cause Phil, he had reached out to me to, and had asked me to do this and, and, and since I never performed at this location before, I'm really, really looking forward to it since I know a few comedy shows have been done there before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, me and Phil, shout out to Phil, we go way back. Like we went to high school together. Okay. And so, um, he had reached out to me cause he had, you know, wanted to do some comedy and, um, you know, I, I've been around for almost 10 years in the game. And so when he had reached out to me, I just thought about all the things that I like and don't like from doing other people's shows. Mm -hmm. And I kind of gave him like a little format on how to go about booking it, about the production, about everything like that or whatever. So he took that and, you know, put it together and reached out to some quality comics. And I'm real proud of him about that, whatever. Everything's been good thus far as far as like him putting everything together, promoting it and everything like that. We won't know until the actual show happens how well see. his efforts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> efforts. Um and as a headliner, um, yeah, flex. Yeah, as a headliner or whatever, I've done, like, I knew, I can honestly say, I knew I had it down as far as, like, being a comedian, not just being funny, because there's a difference. Right. Um, being a comedian when I had to do a pastor's anniversary, mm -hmm. and so I was clean, sober, and the location had no mic. And I did like forty five minutes. So you was like like so this you, you on stage, just like shouting <laughs> like to the so people, so yeah. Yeah. comedy, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Use their vocals. And yeah. then on top of that, the location was basically their gym. So I don't know if you have ever been like in a like an elementary school gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The acoustics is everything, and so I'm projecting over kids playing in the back and everything like that, and still had the crowd that was there, you know, what I'm saying for the comedy portion or whatever, like rolling. Definitely. And you know, once you get that first laugh, it's definitely addictive. You know. Um, and you, you almost like, I think the turn from being funny to being a comedian is when you intentionally say something out your mouth and you know it's supposed to land a joke mm -hmm. or a reaction or something like that. And good comedy, a good set, will have a, a laugh. I don't, thought, I don't know why I thought you linked this way on my peripheral. No. But, um, but a good set will have a laugh or a reaction every 30 to 60 seconds. I, always, I also um, say that comedy is like boxing. Like once you hit in that bag and you get that rhythm or whatever, it just... Goals, you know what I'm saying, and the energy is real good with people who want to be there. Cleveland is a hard city to do comedy in. Yeah, sometimes. Like you know, I did the improv before it became the Funny Bone, and I'm so glad that I was able to do the improv before it became the Funny Bone because 
my mom had been wanting me to do that and I was able to do it on her 70th birthday. So um, when I did the improv or whatever, I really felt the difference between doing like indie shows to doing like actual club shows. And I'm glad I waited that long. Like it took me a minute cause I just did it like last December. So it took me a little minute to get there to that point. But like now it's just like, I don't know about these indie shows. Y'all gonna have to become with some. <laughs> yeah, all right. But, hey, you and, and, but, yeah. and, and, but you want to, but you want to also know like Ulysses right though, because you know, cause being somebody who has performed at the improv, like at the improv twice, you know, I mean, cause, cause I performed, I performed at the improv in 20, it was in 22 mm-hmm. and uh, well, it was two times in 22. And I will say this, I'm happy that I performed that year versus the year when I had first started out. Cause have I would have performed at the improv during the year when I first started out, I definitely probably would have got I would have been like T.I. when he did stand-up. I would have got booed the hell on the stage. You ain't got no song to pull up to sing. Exactly. Yeah, I ain't got no song to pull up to sing. Unless I'm lip-singing, maybe. But You can have whatever you like, guys. I'll just calm down. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm happy that, you know, I, I was happy to perform it before it got changed to the Funny Bone. And because, and like she said, you know, because not just Cleveland, but the comedy industry is very, very harsh. Like, we're, yeah. like... I feel like as entertainers, you know, we're in the game by ourselves, you know, because it's hard to get supporters. And, you know, I mean, stand up, like, stand up is not for everybody. And, and just because, you know, you're, you're funny when you're telling jokes, when you're kicking it with people, yeah. doesn't mean that you could be funny when you get on that stage. Cause I know some people, cause I know some people who are funny when they're kicking it with people. And when they get up on that stage, they freeze the fuck hey, up. But look, like, a, yeah. a speech is a lot harder than a conversation. Especially right. somebody give you something that you can piggyback off of. Like you do make a face. Oh, I got a joke for that. You right. know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. it's harder when you got to create the moment to be funny. And like she said, man, mm-hmm. Cleveland is harsh. And you don't even realize the gift that Cleveland gives you until you go to other places. Absolutely. And the crowds are polite. It's like, oh, my gosh. Now, let me follow up on that, Tyrone, because, you know, um, because we, we hear that a lot. As far as people Jim that's James. in the rap business, that that come out of here and, and acting and things like that, they say it's a hard place to 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 get, build a following. Why 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 is it that way? Because Cleveland has well, an unnecessary well, arrogance about itself, or whatever. And at it, the end of the day, like we are literally like top ten depressed, top ten poverty, this and that, whatever. So it's hard for me to disengage from my personal and be present, mm-hmm. even though I'm sitting right here. And I feel like podcasting. And social media has really kind of made it that uphill battle because as far as social media is concerned, you know, it's easier for me to support you when I can just hit like from my bed. Mm-hmm. For me to put on clothes, get in my car, drive to this location, spend money on drinks, spend money on food. Like, you definitely want to make sure that you deliver that experience because it takes so much to get the people out of the house. Mm-hmm. Podcasting has already, you know what I'm saying, made it uphill battle because I tell a lot of comics, excuse me, I tell a lot of comics, like at the end of the day, whatever, do you want to be right or you want to be funny? Mm. Yeah. Because it doesn't. Nobody's in the audience fact checking your yeah. joke, whatever. Make it funny. You can right. lie. Like as a woman doing comedy, I was like, oh, I can lie about stuff. It's like a <laughs> lot of women are, on, are honest by nature. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Hold so on, I, I, I want, before you go, on, I want to go to the point you were making, like um, about Cleveland. Cleveland is rough and it's sad, but Cleveland also has a lot of untapped talent. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of people that let, let their yeah. dreams down on the vine. So so when you go up there, you be like, "Are you funny? I'm funny too, nigga." You know, you rap, I rap too, nigga. That's you know what I'm saying? No, I seen that happen. Yeah. 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 And you get that same yeah. energy. It's like, well, you you didn't even treat your gift right. You know right. what I mean? So I can't expect you to support mine. I'm shooting my side. You, yeah. you sitting in the stands? Why, why, why you ain't up here? Yeah. <laughs> but Cleveland, and Cleveland cats 
really respect people after they make it someplace else. Yeah. yeah. Like you got Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm -hmm. They weren't messing with Bone on the come up, but when they got no. with Easy E, everybody. Oh, I grew up on Ninety Nine. That's my cousin in them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody. Uh, was Bone. Once, hey, they, hey, once they got yeah. that stamp, they'll yeah. someplace else. And so Sean, so so Sean Showtime just commented on my live. He said it's easy to make your friends laugh, but when you can make people laugh that that, that doesn't know you, yeah. that's when you know you're starting to be funny. That don't love you, don't have no yeah. reason right. to to give you no support. It, 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 exactly, and, it, and I know you mentioned something about acting. You know, the same thing is it with acting too. You know, because. Well, I, I just feel like that entertainment in general is just a harsh industry, whether it's acting, comedy, podcasting, you know, modeling, whichever, you know, and the thing about Cleveland is that, you know, we, I don't know, like Cleveland is kind of like, it's kind of hard to explain it because, you know, you got your supporting team and then you got some that, 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 that be against you because you can simply be in a room like as comedians, you could simply be in a room full of comics performing stand up, like at an open mic, and they may purposely might not laugh at your jokes simply because they may know that your jokes is funnier than theirs. Yeah, it's a competition. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the truth. I'm like, I, I think I got the best advice like year one, and I think that's what has like kind of like kept my head level with a lot of things as far as support because Jeremy Jeremy told me uh, that's what I call him Jeremy Jeremy. He told me, because I was like, I would get so upset because I had, you know, been friends with some people for certain, like, so many years or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I make you laugh for free. Like, you just can't come out and support me, this and this and that, whatever. Ooh, and he said that you rather have an honest laugh from a stranger than a ha-ha, I know you laugh from a friend. And once I shifted my expectation of support and just focus on strangers, I have acquired so many great strangers, like Kawana. She, you know, she's usually at the garage shop up, at uh, Make Them Laugh Mondays or whatever. She works the door or whatever. Like, Hawana is literally one of my best friends because of comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, she literally is a self-proclaimed first <coughs> fan. Like, I did garage <coughs> shop, like, maybe one or two times. And she came to me after the show was like, I think you're hilarious. I am a fan. And I said, well, guess what? You're my first one. <laughs> and so, ever since then, like, she's been riding with me. Like, seriously, I had another friend. You know, her name is Trina um, Porter. She drove through a snowstorm just to see me and then left. We was out That's in, like, Brexville. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it was a whiteout. It was real bad. Yeah. And I've had more people who are strangers support me, like, really support me. Like, I'm talking about, like, buy tickets, can't even show, like, gift them away to somebody or whatever. Then I've had people who know me for years. There's still people I've, I've graduated with who've seen my posts, who've what's seen. Your, what's your quote about that? Um, by raising the dead. Oh yeah, it's easier to give birth to raise the dead. No, that's a fact. So you don't have to worry about resurrecting these old people that's been around you because guess what? Nothing against them. They don't know you as this up and coming comedian. They just right. know you as a childhood friend they used to play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying in the mud with. They don't see you as that. Right. It's only gonna take people telling them about you because I've had people um, coming to like, hey, you know, I seen your, your I seen your flyer at the store when I went to uh, you know get this and that whatever you know. I seen and people told me and people shared me or whatever like you funny you just and that whatever well, bring your ass on. Right, come on, yeah. come on. Like, my, my family didn't think I was funny until somebody else told him. Yeah. A stranger told him that I was funny. Yeah. Oh okay, I'm gonna go check him out now. And, my and, family, and, that's and, crazy. You, you know some note. I definitely do got to give a shout out to to these two right here because because I remember when 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 like when I didn't even do comedy. I remember when you leash, you always you always come up to me and be like, "Yo, when are you gonna start coming up and start telling jokes?" You know, and this was around the time when I had met when Jen Jen had introduced me to you, and 
Yeah, you used to you used to always be like some yo. When are you going to go up there and do it? And then when and then when I finally did it, you know, like you least had at least you know like she did give me she did give me compliments about it. And then when I when, when I had all when I had audition or when I used to go to, you know, some of the when I, when I did go to the like to the open mics that you least had that you least had did when when she was hosting. I forgot the spot that it was out. It was out in Wycliffe somewhere. Bliss. But yeah, yeah, Bliss, yes. You know, like, yeah, at least, you know, she, you know, she, you know, she she did, like, give me my flowers and everything. And, yeah, you know, like, I definitely do appreciate her for that because, you know, she, you know, she was, you know, she was supportive. And, you know, it's hard to get people to support you oh, like yeah, that. No, 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 and Tyrone, you know, Tyrone, he get, you know, Tyrone, you know, he'll, he'll be giving me my flowers about how he, you know, how I'm doing this and that. You know, um, but yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's definitely shout out to, to these two because these two are definitely good comics and they have been supportive with me through my comedy, absolutely. you know, through my comedy career. That's yes. a professional thing. Yeah. And so, uh, go ahead. I just wanted to piggyback off uh, what y'all was talking about and us starting our podcast, what, year and a half now? Mm -hmm. I, I fully understand what you're talking about, how, like, you, bro, I've been knowing you since we've been five years old. You listen to one episode. We, we 60, 70 deep. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? I'm, I thought I was your boy. Like, <laughs> hey, but you know, I got I got a cousin, man, and he um he don't support shit I do. I used to rap, produce. Now he don't like none of that shit. But with comedy, he was like, "Are you on to something?" So I'm like, it, it was it was a more of an honest validation, you know what I mean? Because he don't like none that I do anyway, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I must be on to something if he fucking with me. No, for sure. And everything and everything I do, I respect consistency. Because That's people true. see you try this and try that and try this or whatever, and then when you ain't doing it no more, whatever, they look at something like stand up as, oh, she ain't gonna be doing it that long. So longevity tells the story. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. So if you are like literally less than five years doing anything, don't worry. Because I don't know if y'all know this, probably not, but bamboo. Bamboo does not even break soil for the first five years. Five years yeah. But after that, it grows feet. Every hour on the hour on the hour. So Every sometimes, day, yeah. you know, like you just gotta be consistent and keep watering that soil until mm -hmm. it break ground. Message. Message. <laughs> Message. No, no, definitely. No, we, Message. We, 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 yeah, we we yeah. had a you know a great commitment level um, mm -hmm. to what we doing here, um, and it's it's super exciting to to you know say flip the script mm -hmm. and and do something that we don't wouldn't normally do. Um, so my next question for y'all, um, so it, it's 2000, you know, uh, 24, and, and we didn't live through the whole, um, you know, the BLM movement to, 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 to cancel culture, uh, to, you know, accepting, you know, this transgenderism and everything that's in the world today. Now, when you're going on stage, call it the ABC is it <laughs> is it is it things that you're not willing to talk about to to sort of save face to the public eye, or are you like, nah, fuck it, it no holds bars? Because I'm thinking about an Andrew Dice Clay, I'm thinking about a Richard Pryor, yes, who was to do you know what I'm saying? Shit, yeah. and, and, Even the rappers in like the '90s, they was dropping no, that bomb, right? Heavy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So how how does it how does it how is it how is it how is it coming up in this in this in this climate? I would say oh. that, you know, for real, for real, there's only three things that I feel like you can't really talk about and make funny. Mm -hmm. Abortion, because you don't know, like, who has experienced it personally or whatever, so that's a trigger type of conversation or whatever. Rape, because mm -hmm. it's not funny. And religion, unless you practice it, okay. because it's disrespectful if you don't practice right. it. So those are three things that I shy away from. And newly is, you know, 
I had seen this one comic or whatever talking about the whole George Floyd thing or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, too. I feel like it's too much material, both personal experience and just personal upbringing, whatever. It's too much material to talk about triggering like conversations like that, whatever, because I don't care what nobody say at this time in 2024. Unfortunately, like this trigger culture is like whether it's positive or negative, any attention is good attention. No, it's not. No, it's not like you don't good. want a type of attention because you can't unlive that. Like we see the whole Chris Brown situation and it was whatever. Like he was supposed to be in the All Star game and can't because the Ruffles having an issue with him. Yeah. And that stuff happened years, years, ago. years ago. Both parties uh-huh. have moved on. They don't even talking the, about the it. Yeah, she yeah, she yeah. Was, she yeah. They were admitted it multiple times. Like exactly. me and him are good. Like we, we talk to each other. But that, that's the problem <laughs> with the cancel culture, man. You got these on behalfers. Like it ain't even, oh, the people, yeah. ain't even the people you offended. We about that. <laughs> yeah, these ain't even the people you offended. It's like you know, my 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 sister used to be my brother, and they wouldn't like this joke, so I don't like you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like yeah. they laughing, like your, your sister brother laughing, like don't. Yeah. But that that's how it is though. But I, I I feel her like with the point she made about you want to get booked or you want to be funny, right? You know, and for me that's what it was like. You want do I want to be right or do I want to get booked? Because when I first started comedy. I had points to prove and shit to talk. Yeah. And he, I still got these jokes in the stash because I believe in them, you know what I mean? It was just the climate, you know, like, oh man, the crowd don't react the way they should. And these are funny, but, right. but I, I have um, abortion jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I got trans jokes, I got, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But at this point in my career, I'm just doing the polite ones. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If I get to a level where I'm like a Corey Holcomb or a Boosie, where I got my own following and they want to hear it and like I can't get canceled, yeah. then I can talk. That shit, because they, they coming for me. They right. want to hear my talk. But then shit. also at that point, people know you better than to label you as this one fucking joke. And that's what I'm talking about. It's certain things you can't live like live down. So once you put yourself in that box, once you put yourself in that in that in that in that persona, people will never see you anything other than. Yeah. So you have to give people enough good shit about you for them to know and put that topic as a joke or as a subject matter versus yeah. oh this is Tyrone and blah blah blah. Right, right. You're not the whole label. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on that. Right. I mean I mean I, so me thinking off that, it I, I like honestly it made me think about the jokes that I told at my job. You know, to make a long story short, you know, we had a black history event at my job and supervisor asked me to tell jokes and I work in mental health. So, and it was like, you know, hey, Ryan, you know, don't tell jokes about mental health and, you know, don't tell, you know, like, like don't tell jokes about mental health and all that and everything. Don't tell jokes about the clients and all that. Well, clients well, not well, the yeah. well, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, well, clients simple. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't do that anyway, but so that was kind of a challenge for me. But what I liked about what, what I did like about about preparing for that was that it was a challenge. And, you know, and when I did it. You know, it was a good success, obviously, but I feel like in today's today today's like day and age, you know, you basically gotta you basically get you just gotta like prepare yourself for like how you least and Tyrone said, you gotta prepare yourself for where you're doing jokes at because mm-hmm. some people can easily get in their feelings about whatever joke you're telling about mm-hmm. and everything and. And, you know, and it's just that, you know, like, as as comics, you know, you know, like, I mean, like, the, we're not even thinking about that. You know, we're just thinking about telling the jokes and everything. But, you know, in today's day and age, you definitely got to know where you're telling jokes at. And so, some of the yeah, people it, be, it, be yeah. hypocritical, too, because it's like... Yeah, they do. Yeah. I had this lady, she said I was um, 
transphobic and a misogynist, right? <clears throat> That's their favorite words. Yeah, but 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 she laughed at all my black jokes. Yeah. Before I got to talking about her that. group, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like that. That was the thing I had to do. It was um the pen pride. It's like I wrote these jokes, but it's like, all right, this 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 is this isn't the place to have this fight. You know what I mean? Let me get to the top where I can really make a an impact. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then I can take a stand on. Oh, I believe in this joke and I can say it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the people, it's, it's their groups. Their in, in particular ones. And you have to read the room. You just gotta read the room because, yeah, like, you know. not even yeah. anything that's triggering. Like, I've had comics that have been doing it, you know, what I'm saying a little while, and we're in a room full of all older people, and you talking about Mortal Kombat. They don't know, yeah, like, they don't so know. You know, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it could be funny as shit, but know who you're talking to, yeah, right. and don't have such a rigid structure set to where you can't change gears and stuff you talk about. Like, it's I have talking from the white crowds, black crowds, older crowds, young crowds, like. It, you have to be very aware of who you're talking to, and I have so much ego that my set is funny like everywhere else while you ain't laughing. Right, right. Yeah, and, well, because I don't understand it for real. Look, for and real. You got to keep writing because, uh, like you said, though, people be doing that, man. Because, like, I be telling some of these young comics, like, read the room. And it's like, this nigga only got two moves. So he can read the room, he still can't. <laughs> it don't matter. He, 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 only go, he, only, he can go left or right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But, but, like, yeah, you definitely gotta you definitely got to read the room because. You know, I mean, as comics, I mean, of course we don't know what people are going through because I literally have been in some situations where like, okay, I've made a joke and then somebody may take offense to that. And then I'm and and, 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 and sometimes I just be like, okay, well, this person knows I do comedy and okay, if you're getting your feelings about it, then well, first of all, why are you getting your feelings about it? Right. Especially if you're at a comedy show, because like I feel like that if you're going through something or anything like that, then you shouldn't even go to a comedy show. What's the What's the joke that they got offended? Is it, is it okay to say on here? You said is it okay to say on here? Whatever joke. You're so, about. so so like okay so okay so like prime example, like one time and I'm not gonna mention names. You know this is the Ryan Polk Hippa, but you know I mean um so like one time so like for prime example, I had some guests at my radio show right. And one of the people at my radio show was a was a massage therapist. But like she does massages. So there I made a joke saying that, oh, well, okay, oh, so you do massages, so hey, I wonder I wonder your job, do they do erotic pleasure? And she got a good laugh out of that. Right, right, right. So then next thing you know, I get a call back from a friend of hers that was like, oh, Hey, why'd you make that joke about erotic pleasure? You know, her husband was downstairs. If her husband was up there, he would have got offended or anything like that. And I said, and I'm like, well, first she of all, laughs. you know what you mean? Like, you know what I do? Did her husband so, say something? That's the yeah, on behalf of shit. Well, 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 well so, so like, well, her husband wasn't even wasn't even there in the studio. Her husband was downstairs outside, and I'm just like, okay, well, and I told her, I said, well, you know, I do comedy, right? I'm just making a joke. And second of all, if her husband was there, I wouldn't even even have made that joke. But still, I just feel like that certain people get in their get in their feelings sometimes. And and but but, but like but if they know you do comedy, that's you what shouldn't we're supposed even do to. It, though. Comedy half of it is about audacity. We're supposed to go there. You yeah. know what I mean? And I believe like even even David Lucas with the whole George Floyd joke. Like I, I defend his right to make the joke. Well, well, okay, so, so, well, well with, with the George Floyd joke, now I, now I saw the video of the George Floyd joke. And me, for somebody who is a comic, personally, I wouldn't have made that joke. But 
what but like if i was in the stands and if i was in the stands like in person and if i would have saw him make that joke what i would have got up and left no i would have had got up and but left. i would have been offended if it was a white comic making that joke you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just the context it's like all right i get it but this is his take on the whole george floyd thing i hear look i'm gonna tell you guys one of my favorite jokes i don't do anymore because the crowd gets tight i say um a plus-size transgender woman won a beauty pageant in New Hampshire. And my first thought was, what do the bitches in New Hampshire look like? <laughs> right? Hilarious. You know what I mean? And it's really hey, more, more, more fun at the women in New Hampshire than it is the trans. <laughs> hey, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right? But I say a, a beauty pageant is the last place you can discriminate. Like, hey, you with yeah. the Adam's apple. You lost. Go home. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's from it's my eyes. Hey, look! I, I believe in this joke so much, but 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 crowds, especially white crowds, they get so tight get on me when that. I tell this joke, and I'm like, I, I believe you. Because when I think about it, people are in public, but they're still in the mindset of I matter, and if I'm offended, I should be able to tell you that I'm offended, and it's more so like I think it's crippling to society for everybody to feel like they have the right. To fix the world around them versus fixing them to accept the world. Mm, right. Say that. And you can't Bars. control you can't control like what the world does. And to think that you have that much power to do so is insane. I like think it's selfish, really. Oh, absolutely. To think that nobody else matters or exists. Like hey, I'm working up here. I'm selling this. This this humor. I if you don't like it, and mm. and my thing is whatever. Like people have not, people, the the thing is people have not liked a lot of stuff, but they don't make it a point to identify themselves as somebody who does not like it. Everybody has to make a point to react and let you know they're reacting this way because they want to be in your world. When at the end yeah. of the day, I like you know me. So if you're trying to insult me, it's not going to work because you know me, not the other way around. Right. I don't know you. I don't know you. Right. And honestly, respectfully, God bless you, I don't give a fuck about you. Right, right, if right. you're not going to be somebody who has a certain level of compromise mm -hmm. to be like, hey, we can agree to disagree, but we're going to keep it cute. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People so, don't even get changed. I mean, like, and I'm not trying to say it in a bad light because I do care for the most part, but I can't force you to accept that I care yeah. when I really do. Especially if you're gonna be disrespectful before you, especially if your whole goal is to be a problem for me, like, okay, you win. I don't, I don't have that much. I don't have a dog in this fight. Okay, you got it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and like even with heckling, like, cause I was just about to ask you. Oh, the hecklers. Oh, I don't yeah. listen. I don't care about heckling. Like, and my thing is whatever. Like, heckling ain't just you talking at me. Heckling is you talking while I'm talking. While you talking? Yeah. That's heckling That's to me, right. yeah. because I'm up here doing a show and you act like you ain't in public right now, whatever, and you talking over me, and I got the mic, so now I'm gonna take it off of safety. Yeah, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm gonna try to be palatable about how I tell you to shut the fuck up, but I'm gonna tell you to shut the fuck up. Oh, at least gonna make you uncomfortable. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen it too. Yeah, she's gonna make you regret. Yeah, But my thing is whatever. It's after like I try like hey like you do know you're in public right now like you're not holding the phone and I'm not you're on your IG right now like you, you I try to give him the, the playful first to wake him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you feel like but if you feel like you still don't talk over me now I'm gonna go for your uncomfortable and be built 
bell pepper looking ass. Like, like, now I'm gonna tell pepper. you. Now I'm gonna tell you how you should have been bed and uh, breakfast and bed for your daddy. Like I just, I'm, then I'm gonna tell you that. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> like, I said, yeah, that was a dick sucking yeah. joke. You least, you least, you sound like how it is. Yeah, she. Yeah, she definitely does go there. Yeah. But that's why I say whatever. I have, I've, I've, I've come to the point to where, even when I do have to go for the juggler, mm-hmm. people know me better than mm-hmm. to know like, oh, she ain't just an asshole. This was proposed. Oh, she ain't just trying to be a bitch. Right. Yeah. Oh, she's not just this or whatever. So I give you enough of me, and that's one thing a lot of comics I feel like have lost is that like when I first started, the first thing you did was give people a little bit of touch about you. So that way, when you do go out and venture into these other topics or these other subjects. They still have that foundation of who you are at the right, core, yeah, yeah. so they're not easily triggered when you do go out and talk about other stuff or whatever, because they know you at that point. I feel like we're, we're, if we're all grown-ups at the comedy club, everybody that's coming, hey, you got to be grown, the, right? Yeah. Right, right. But but why can't I offend you? You know why I why I can't offend you? You know you can just like shut the fuck up, nigga, fuck you, whatever, and walk off. You know why? No, because you la- you low-hanging fruit, and I'm you said fuck you and walk fruit. off. No, because you're low-hanging fruit. I'm physically in front of you, or whatever, and my boss just pissed me off, so I can put hands on you. Right. Yeah. I ain't on the clock no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like it's your easy target. I'm like, gonna turn that mic into a nunchuck so quick. <laughs> man. And my thing is, it's like I'm offending you indirectly. It's not like I'm literally talking. It was like hey, you, you, hey, you in the crowd. Right, right. Like, you know you came here to see me i don't know you from a can of paint bro like yeah, yeah, bro. i but my joke was broad as hell like you took it personal because unfortunately you went through that you situation right, I, see, like, I was hoping a nigga with dreadlocks to show up so i can make <laughs> <laughs> you know what let me kill this stereotype right here please if i can let me kill this stereotype listen do not be scared to come to comedy shows thinking that we're going to, like, roast you. I have never, ever, ever, ever got booked for a show, showed up to a mic, hoping that you would be there for me to be funny. That's not a thing. Right. I actually write. I don't need you to be present for me to be funny. So, no, come enjoy. The only way that you make yourself part of the show is if you talk over somebody or you be loud or you disrupt the flow of the show. So, if you're coming to laugh, to be entertained, we got you. That's the only thing. Like, just, like yeah. that is such the biggest win. Oh, I don't want them to talk about me, bitch. We don't care if you there or not. I call, I call, but, you, but you want those to to be. I sit, I sit in the front row at the improv almost every time I go. Mm-hmm. I caught one joke. I've been there. Mm-hmm. 10 plus, so. That's what I'm saying, that's yeah. the biggest but, 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 but you want, but you want, know, but you want to know something though? I mean, nah. to me, I feel like, I feel like if you, I'm gonna be honest, if you, I feel like if you are a comic who have to roast somebody at your show every time. That mean your material ain't good. Yeah, yeah, your material is not good. You obviously ain't got no jokes prepared because out of all the years I do comedy, I have, I've only dealt with what, I've only dealt with two hecklers. And that was because, of course, they fired at me first, but I fired back at them. But, yeah, I mean, like, when, when, when I'm preparing for a show, I'm not preparing to try to roast somebody in the audience because I, I mean, maybe it's just me because I feel like that if you're going, if you're preparing for a show just to roast somebody in the audience, then you ain't got you ain't got no material and this is a one man yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. you ain't got no material i think i think you need all the tools in the bag right but 
if you just if that's all you lean on, it becomes a crutch. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you got to be able to freestyle. Cool, but you know, I'm gonna I'm freestyle my whole set. That's bad. Don't do that. You have some material. Yeah. And you be know? careful when you try to fire your back, and somebody might say some, say some shit yeah, that you ain't ready for. Oh yeah, because yeah. 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 the, the two times I dealt with some two, because I'm for real. My my, my two times, my two times when I dealt with some hecklers, when I fire back at them, they just shut up right then and there, and they ain't say nothing back because they look stupid. But you know, at the same time, you know, I mean, hecklers, though, you know, I mean, as comics, we shouldn't, we, you know, we, that should, hecklers shouldn't discourage us because, you know, when it comes to a heckler, I mean, if you can fire back at them and they, and, and, and they, and they look stupid, then you, you, you won that battle. They want, they live a quick little five minutes. So once again, yeah. we, we on the uh, Star and Five podcast, we got Ryan Polk in the building. Uh, we got Tyrone Gaines and Ulysse Dickerson. Mm -hmm. uh, once again, they'll be performing at SNS uh, Productions Presents Comedy Night at the Diamond 8 Lounge uh, March 1st coming up here. Tickets going to be on there. Friday, March 1st. Be there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Friday, March 1st. Go on Eventbrite. Get your on-sale tickets for $15. Yes, get them EBT tickets. Yes, fifteen dollars. <laughs> yes. So y'all got two other comments on the stage. You got um Sean Boy SB. That's my homeboy. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sean, Sean Boy. Uh, we got yes. uh, is, that, is that Tyler Parnell? Taylor, Taylor. Whaler. Taylor, Taylor Whaler. Okay. Yes. And you guys gonna be hosted by a good friend of mine, also Mel Yarbrough. I know Mel. So I know Mel. I, 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 um, I have no idea who Mel Yarbrough. <laughs> I have no idea who she is, but I'm looking forward to meeting her. Uh, she's cool <laughs> as hell. Um, so uh. So I guess my next question is, and this, you know, from, from y'all coming up, you know, in y'all journey, uh, who was it that inspired you to say, you know, man, I'm gonna pivot to comedy, or I always wanted to do comedy? Who was that? Who was that person? Ooh, I'm gonna let you know my inspiration. Oh, for me, first yeah. and foremost, my pastor, the Honorable Patrice O'Neill. Man, but he, he made he, he made it to where it, it was. I, I saw the format, you know, because shout out Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, all those guys, but this almost, that's how they talk. Yeah. You can't imitate that. I, I, I couldn't learn how to be Richard Pryor, you know, yeah. but Patrice, I'm like, oh my God, we got such a, he, he articulated so many things I already thought and felt. Right. So it was like, oh man, yes. And that's what kind of got me down the path, but Patrice O'Neill for me. Oh, that's yeah. a good one, man. So for me, so for me, I'm going to have to say the, the king of comedy in my opinion, the King of Comedy himself, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, mm. Bernie Mac yes. I was so nervous. I'm like, please yes. say Bernie. <laughs> yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, we know who he was. Yeah. Bernie Mac. So, like, Bernie Mac. Hold on, man. So, like, Bernie Mac, though, inspired me because Bernie Mac was one of those people who could make a joke about anything. Like, Bernie Mac could come into the room, stand in front of the mic, not say anything, and I'll still laugh at him. You know, and after watching documentaries about Bernie Mac and all that, you know, Bernie Mac has pretty much showed that, like, you know, like when he did that, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers and all that shit. You know, Bernie Mac showed that, like, okay, you gotta have balls in this business. And can't be scared of people heckling oh, you and all that. Oh, right. So yeah, that so Bernie Mac, yeah, so like, so Bernie Mac like is the, the king of comedy. But he always yes. seemed like the adult in the room. Like it wasn't. Yeah, he, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was like, okay, we in here with him. We ain't, he ain't in here with us. Yeah. We in here with Bernie. Yeah, yeah. but like, but, but but like, but yeah, but like, but so Bernie Mac, yeah, that is my number one inspiration when it comes to comedy. Yeah, like, okay. I like if man, I really really wish that I could have been old enough to see. 
Bernie Mac at a stand-up because I remember when my mom went to the Kings of Comedy and I begged her so much to go to, 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 to go see her. Like, 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 I begged my mom so much to go to the Kings of Comedy because I want to see Bernie Mac. But she was like, you know, no, nah, Ryan, you know, you ain't old enough to go. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, so, so what I did was this. I had my DVD guy who lived behind us at the house. He was the house behind us. I had him uh, like I had snuck and told him to make me a bootleg comedy, a bootleg copy of the King's comedy, and yeah, like Bernie Mac is the Bernie Mac to me is the King of comedy. Yes, I, I don't care what nobody say. He's funnier than Richard Pryor. Yes, he is the King of comedy. To me, that was my number one inspiration, and yeah, you know, yeah, that that is my yeah. I, I really wish I could have seen Bernie in person. Yeah. So I would say for me, I <laughs> I was one of them kids who used to sneak in the basement and watch Comic View all the freaking time. Okay. And I remember my dad, he used to work nights, so he would go to work or whatever. He had to be there at like 11. And you know, Comic View comes on That's at 10. Right yeah, yeah, so I would be down there like right before he went to work or whatever, and I'd be laughing my ass off whatever, like with it on low. And he'd hear like something like an adult would probably laugh at. He's like, what the fuck you know about that? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, you know, long story short, my mom inspired me to do comedy. Um, she actually wanted me to do the amateur night when I was like 19 um, at Improv. And I was just too scared. I was like, no. And I would say when she had a heart attack in 2013, um, it really was like, I got to get it off my bucket list. So in 2015, my best friend, Tiffany Stewart, she um, needed a ride to Kevin Hart show. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do stand-up comedy, I got to see this actually happen. Yeah. So I was able to go see Kevin Hart in 2015. I had my high school graduation um, you know, reunion or whatever. And like June 29th, 2015, I went up to Grog Shop. I knew John Bruton from him being friends with my sister and asked him if I could do it. And he was like, you want to go up tonight? I said, no, 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 that's not right, right. <laughs> The next night. And I promise you, like the first laugh, I was addicted. Like I remember my first joke. My first joke, because <laughs> I knew everybody didn't know me. And so my first joke when he brought me up is like, okay. And that was the first time I ever heard five people clap, but I didn't have to swallow first. And so, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. me I'm a lot cleaner now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you but that's know, gonna get attention though. That's a good first show. Break it down. Ice. And so, <laughs> listen, when I tell wow. you that joke had people doubled over in their seats because they was like, "Who the fuck is this girl?" <laughs> And so, you know, I was kind of like in that shock wave, you know, that shock trend or whatever. And I just, I found my foot and everything. But I would love to say that I love Eddie Murphy. I love Eddie Murphy. Yes, yes, Eddie Murphy. Like, um, I love Kevin Hart, you know what I'm saying? Because his work ethic. I love Cat Williams. Um, even on the women's side, I love Leslie uh, Jones. I love, you know, some more Adele. Mm, like, oh, I just, yeah, I just yeah, love yeah. like just different like oh, genres man. of comedy because this thing is so wide open for everybody to have a piece. Right. And I feel like there's no one way to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it because the versatility allows you to be who you are in your most authentic form. Make that shit funny. Definitely, right. definitely. Yes. Um, everybody that y'all mentioned, I, I totally agree with. Oh, and Jamie Foxx. I'm sorry. I, I would be. That's I would be. I would be so. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx yeah. Fox is definitely underrated. Listen, like, yes, his the fact that he can do comedy, yeah. he can act, he can sing, like that versatility. 
Uh, he and, might be the closest we got to Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yeah. Well, well, okay. I don't know about that one because I mean, you don't Jamie know, Fox, you don't know No, Murphy. no, Jamie Foxx is underrated. But another comic that I think is underrated that's probably close to Eddie Murphy is Arnez J. Arnez J is He's funny hush, as hell. Hush your mouth, sir. No, <laughs> yeah, no, Arnez, no, no, Arnez, no. The, the last few stand-ups I've seen of Arnez, no, Arnez, 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 no, Arnez got tools in the bag. No, Arnez don't get no, no credit for what he should do. Act, yeah. act, scene, like the like, like impressions. Exactly. Like, like two, Ar- Arnez got Arnez got a couple tools. His tools are big. Tools he got are good. You talking about acting? No, you talking about acting? Then yes, Jamie Foxx. But you talking about just no, no. If you're talking about acting, then yes, but Arne- Jamie Foxx. Arnez is just a stand-up, but, though. But, like, he, like, well, yeah, yeah, that, that, and that's why I said, if you're talking about, Arne- if you're talking about acting, then yeah, Jamie Foxx. But if you're talking about stand-up, <laughs> then yes, Arnez J, because Arnez J does not get enough credit for, no, he's, for what he deserves. No, Arnez yeah. J is derived strictly from the Give me the light. I would say. <laughs> Arnez J is derived strictly from the No, 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 fuck that light. He's dope. He's dope. Like, real niggas know, but he's not That's like good big as he needs to be. Yeah. But is it... Cause I, I didn't, cause you, you mentioned Corey Holcomb and he, he's definitely one of my faves and you know, I went down to see him and you know how you, that, this, this muscle up here, I, my shit was sore after okay. seeing this. Right, movie. laughing, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm laughing for an hour straight. And I guess when he got done with all these jokes, you know, he, he said, what you motherfuckers want to know? And people start asking questions about Hollywood. And, um, and you know, we, we didn't, we didn't saw Cat Williams and we didn't saw mm-hmm. Monique make the tours on, on, on Shannon Sharp's uh, podcast and everything. And, and talking about the alleged gatekeepers, I'm just gonna say alleged. Cause I don't know shit about it, um, and, and things like that. Uh, have you have you tried to make that break yet? Um, you know, moving to a New York, moving to a LA, you know, saying to stretch yourself with this thing yet? And and and, and is it really you know saying that that difficult? I I don't know. I'm only, I, I'm full disclosure. I'm only two years into comedy. Okay, and I feel like I'm still in my uh, paying dues part of the journey. You know what yeah. I mean? So I haven't tried to go for anything big yet, but I feel like I am um, ahead of schedule in a lot of ways, and I have seen just different um, hierarchies. Diff- different, different, yeah. Talking shit. Thank you, yeah. thank you. And you should get different places where it's um, different rules and stuff. Like me and my homie, we travel on the road all the time. And we say we ain't doing nothing in Cleveland. We're pissing niggas off. We don't have to go. We don't have to go get it someplace else and have to bring it back home. You know, because there are some people who will. You know, gatekeep or whatever. I call it the um, the Nicki Minaj syndrome. Okay. Right? Like, Nicki Minaj was the, the queen sitting on her throne for the longest. Then Cardi B showed up, and it's like, who the fuck is this Who's new bitch spitting bars? Yeah. Where she should have been like, hey, come on, little sis. I got you. I, I didn't play this game. Let me show you how to do this. Yeah. Instead of trying to shun her. And it, it, made, it, it made Nicki look small. Yeah. For the, the level she was at to how she was treating this new artist coming in. And you could, But you get a lot of people like that, though. This is... I don't want to put it on the whole black culture, but this is this is black church. Right. You know, you get to spot this one place where you're important. You know, you the head usher, and now you act like it's your damn door. Like, get the fuck out the way. I'm gonna go praise the Lord. Man. Yeah. Fuck out of my oh, way. Oh shit. You know? Well, but well, you, me. You get, that, you get those, hey. those keepers though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's your door though. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to sit up there and do the politics. All you have to do is focus on your craft. Like Trust that. me. When you do enough and you do it the right way and you have etiquette about yourself, people will look for you mm-hmm. no matter where you are. Because I know people who have gone out to L.A. or whatever. Shout out to Jasmine Carter. She is doing her fucking thing and killing it. Yeah. You know, she's had a couple bumps in the road or whatever on the personal side. And, you know, she's done a lot. 
And, you know, it is not the, the, she's never looked back at Cleveland and been like, yeah, I made it. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's always, you know, kept her grounded with us or whatever. She's, you know, always been a person to reach out. I've been able to reach out to her and have personal conversations or whatever, even in her, you know, uh, elevation because me and her did it the same year. Like, I think we're like three, four months apart. And as you can see, I'm 10 years in almost and I just did the improv. Right. But at the same time, my pace was deterred because I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff. And, like uh, biggest, like the biggest slowdown for me was the fact that I'm a comic, but I'm also in the medical field. Okay. So I had to keep those two worlds separate. I couldn't be as public as a comic because when I was working in Plasma, I remember my center manager would Facebook search all of his uh, candidates to be hired. And I never wanted to show up on somebody's, you know, radar as far as like my social media and then for them to look at me in that yeah, area yeah, and like this is my livelihood. Right. So I couldn't play with my money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got to yeah. be able to support myself. Yep. And I remember my recruiter at the time, because I did travel um, with it, had found one of my shows on YouTube. And we had just got the phone. He called me right back. He said, hey, I need you to tell me the truth about something. And I'm thinking like, oh, what the fuck? He said, do you do stand up? And I said, yes, oh my God, I'll take it out, take it out. He said, no, we watched it in the office. Like, my, my recruiter at the time, whatever, was in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. I'm in Ohio. He was like, no, we watched it in the office, and we laughed at it. Like, we think it's so funny or whatever. Like, I'm scared to see you in California. That's your reaction. But these people who actually about to hire me, like, at the right. clinics or whatever, <laughs> may not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I remember he, we got off the phone or whatever, he texted me, flaccid taco. That was one of my jokes. <laughs> 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 that was one of my jokes. I ain't gonna lie, I had, you remember the crunchy taco, like, little uh, cheesy thing or whatever? Like, you're supposed to have cheese in them and those will be crunchy on the outside? Yeah. Man, I got one of these Taco Bell. It was, the, it was like, freaking cinnamon toast crunch and milk. Like, I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I but you want to know something though? So like, so like recently, you know, I was, you know, I was out in Vegas, you know, performing, you know, I'll stand up and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into that, but all I'm going to say is this, is that, you know, when it comes to performing in Vegas, you know, I mean, it was a good experience only because... I got to perform in one of those scenes where the comedy scene is popular, but but other than that, you know, like when I was performing in Vegas, I was like, okay, I mean, I was able to see a difference between Ve- Vegas and Cleveland, right, right. But you know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it was just still good to just be able to like, just be able to like go out there and and and, and do that. Because, you know, while I was out there in Vegas, you know, I mean, I mean, even though that, like, it didn't turn out to be the experience I wanted it to be, but I was still able to network with some comics and all that. And while out there, I even had network with a comic who <clears throat> invited us to perform at a showcase right. while I was out there. And, and you know, I mean, and, and, and really just all I got to say is that, you know, when it comes to performing, you know, out of your city... You never know how funny you really are until when you get the hell out of here mm-hmm. and perform and perform your craft. Because, I mean, there's a difference between performing in Cleveland and so many spots. But if you perform in, like, D- 
Detroit or Vegas, any of that stuff. Then, uh, I did Vegas before, yeah. and I got, they, the stuff they was laughing at, I'm like, this is your king? I throw this nigga off a waterfall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. You know, you know, this yeah, yeah, yeah. kill monger this nigga real quick, man. Oh, I'm going to tell you right yeah. now, I did Vegas, and I hope that that was not a whole representation of the community of comedy in there. I've done Detroit, and I'll tell you this. Okay. Yeah, but I've done Detroit, Be too. Be careful yeah. where you put me on your lineup. Mm-hmm. Talk what I'm telling you, Tyrone. Say it. No mercy. Listen, no mercy. Be careful where you put me on your lineup. Because if you ever think that I'm about to go first and be nice, I'm not. No. I have killed entire shows. Good luck, niggas. Right. <laughs> and you can ask all the comics who went out there with me in Detroit. When they said the lineup, I said, you sure you want me to go first? You sure? You ain't gonna remember nobody mm-hmm. else that I get done with this motherfucker. No, but that, that's the mentality. Cause, you know, I'm telling you, I'm like, feel that. I'm like, she's like a mentor to me, right? And so I go up the same thing. If I go first, man, malicious intent, malice of forethought <laughs> to ruin everybody's <laughs> night for the rest of the evening. And, but you want to know something, though? I actually, you want to know something? I actually like going up first because when you go up first, you know, that's, that, that, that's A, being a team player, and B, being able to get the crowd, you know, interested. First you got to take that because, hit. The first yeah, person because, to go up, you got to take because, that hit. You got to wake them up. Because I never realized, you know, being somebody who has gone up first a few times, you know, like, when you go up first, that actually does, you know, like, definitely does do an impact on the crowd because, you know, like, if whatever comic goes up first, you know, they're going to be like, oh, okay, is this show going to be good or is this show not going to be good? And if that first comic go up first... He does bad, you know. People are gonna be leaving out. Yeah. Versus if he does Set do the good, time. then yeah, you know, people are gonna stay. But you gotta also look at who on the lineup, because at yeah. the end of the day, if you had a headliner open, all y'all dead in the water. And I'm only saying that for indie shows, clubs. Look, I'm I'm a good host. I'm not because at the end of the day, whatever. When you it's different. Okay, so it's different from doing indie shows to doing club shows. Because the club, you host, you begin whatever. The headliner is the only person that matter. I know how to not make it hard for a headliner because that's who everybody paid to see. Don't get me wrong. I, like I said, etiquette. Mm-hmm. But if I'm on an indie show and you know. It's smoke fair, right? You're supposed to do it by tears. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you also are supposed to look at who has the most people there. Right. If you have the most people there, you definitely don't want them to go at the beginning of the show because guess who's going to leave? The all the new people. people. Yeah. So, also, you do it by funny. You know what I'm saying? If you have the funniest person go towards the beginning or whatever, they're going to all be sitting there looking back at that first person because it's happened. Like you getting back up there? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five more minutes. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's a... It's a, it's a it's a method to the madness when you're actually doing a lot of, yeah. It's a method to the madness when you're putting together a lineup. You know what I'm saying? Like even Sean Boyd. Shout out to Sean Boyd. I have not shared a stage with him in years. Funny as fuck. But just because of personal things, whatever, like cause he wasn't doing comedy for a little bit, I was, and vice versa, and like I was out of Cleveland for a while. But me headlining with him on the lineup, I ain't gonna lie. I'm glad it's now. Because if it was when I was first introduced, show, I would not want to headline up there. Yeah. But now I'm like, go ahead, do your shit, Sean, because I promise you'll never think I'm coming for the So, so you know, it's it's, it's friendly competition at the same time that whatever. Like, but as far as like the whole dynamic with Hollywood and you know, saying the progression of making it in comedy and everything like that, whatever, 
just worry about being funny. Mm-hmm. Worry about people liking you because I've had more opportunities off stage than I have on okay. being yep. transparent. Facts. Facts. Because it's a lot of people who are looked at as funny that are complete assholes and narcissists on stage, and people don't like to work with those type of people. Mm-hmm. But they'll book you because you, you know, you bring you bring some money. But like I said, whatever. Like I'm going far. I'm not going fast. That's the reason why I've been 10 years in it and I'm starting to hit these milestones. It's a lot of people that's been 10 years plus in it that's not doing a comedy special in April. Yeah. So I know I'm, not, <laughs> I'm doing what I had to do that God put in, in your lane. There's no traffic. Absolutely. So I'm not like, I don't, I used to compare like, oh man, they've been doing it less than me okay. whatever. And they got this. But I like that, that rivals <coughs> where you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't really compare myself and I know I get up there even if I got to E.T. the hip-hop preacher my way. Like, for real. Like, if I got an Ali Sadiq this. Because if you think about it, like, Ali Sadiq is funny as fuck. Guess where specials is at? YouTube. Mm-hmm. Facts. Cut out the middleman. YouTube. His last one should have been on Netflix, for real. That's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. But just think about it. Like, all of the pieces of the pie that would be taken from you going through these different, mm-hmm. like, lanes of, you know, Netflix or Amazon Prime or, you know what I'm saying? YouTube. Put it out there. Like... But I'm just saying, whatever, everybody has a place or whatever, and they're footing in this, or whatever. You just got to make it and stand on what you like, give people. Yeah. And it's about respect, man. Like, I, I wouldn't mind if I ended up being like a, a Jada Kiss, mm-hmm. you know, just like not as big as I should be, but real niggas know what the fuck it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I, I would be okay yeah. with that. Yeah, and, I, and I can still feed myself, of course. Oh, you know what I mean? That's a year. 30 years. <laughs> Top five dead or alive. I ain't heard a white verse yet. Yeah, ever. <laughs> and that's the thing about whatever. That's why I said you got to own your talent and make sure that you are the best version of yourself. There's no competition for real for real because you can't compare to me because you can't compete. Seriously. There's, I don't care if I gave you the song. I don't care if I gave you my jokes. You're still not going to be you, least. Right. Uh-huh. I'm not worried about that. Bars. I don't got no more to drink. No, I don't want no more. Mm-hmm. This is the real stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch that. Oh, yeah, that whiskey. <laughs> that whiskey. Yeah, they shit. You gonna be fine. <laughs> 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 you see Kushi, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said bulletproof. Yeah, I feel like I feel like motherfucking fifty cent bulletproof like that video game, man. I'm fucking fucking irresistible right now. Yeah. I had that. Yeah. So this show here, um. Uh, that's you guys coming up on, on March 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's, it's a collective, and, and, I, and I know a few people. And I shout out to Phil Southall, um, good good friend of mine. Um, you know, me and Phil have been doing theater since, fuck, 2009, 2008, way, way back there. And so, um, like that. And, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that when you graduated? You graduated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Um, and I watched you, you know, Phil involved, you know, with, with the photography, <laughs> uh, producing movies, mm-hmm. um, and now he's trying his hand um, in, in comedy and, and, and promoting shows. Uh, so, what what is it? You know, what is the experience? I know you alluded to it, you know, um, in your intro, but what what is overall? What has that experience been like working working with Phil? He's been doing good thus far. We're gonna see how the show turned out, though. <laughs> Heard that, Phil? Listen, <laughs> flyers. Like promo, like he been doing the thing, but I told him, and this is between me and him, we're gonna see how this show goes. <laughs> like I gave him the sauce. I gave him the sauce as far as like if you wanna get your hand in here and you really wanna be consistent and you really wanna give comics that platform, really produce and cultivate a culture for people to be great in, mm-hmm. tell him what he he gonna do. So let's see if he executes. Uh-huh. Well, I, 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 I
I haven't really met the man. I think he's a good texter. So, so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's pretty but, that, but that's crazy because we live in a, in a versatile world, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you can, sometimes, you know, network take place and without even being face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so. Oh, oh, well, I was going to say that, like, you know, me and Phil, we actually have, the last time I saw Phil was actually when we did a movie together, which was Squad. You know, check that out on YouTube, y'all. Squad, you know, under RNA Productions, YouTube channel. Um, you know, we that was the last time I had saw him, and that was back in 2019. Mm-hmm. And you know, and again, you know, shout out to him for reaching out to me to do this. But he has been, you know, he has been on it with his comedy show. You know, he's been keeping us in the loop. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have dealt with some janky ass promoters it's in the flyers past. Are fire too. The flyers are fire. Yeah, the flyer. Yeah, the flyers are fires. Yeah. Yeah, because I I was looking at that flyer myself. (laughs) I was looking at at that flyer, and I'm like, damn, man, I still look good, even though I took that picture about two months ago, but still. That's my I I thought Diamond Eight Lounge was a strip club. I didn't know. I I did, too. I thought it, too. I thought it, too. That's why you was like, like, um, what'd you say? Uh, let me get a stripper or something like that. Like, yeah, let me get, yeah, let me get, let me get, let me get a stripper. Like, I didn't know what this was. Yeah. Everybody was asking me, like, is that a stripper? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to do comedy there. That's My clothes will be on if you show up. You should up. bring your clear heels anyway, just yes. in case. <laughs> but, first of all, that gold. Yes. <laughs> but, 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 Phil, but, but, but Phil has, Phil has been on it. You know, I mean, I'm glad he's been on it. He's been keeping us in the loop and everything. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing how how the show gonna go because I know some comedy shows have been performed there before, and we just want to make sure that this is the best comedy show of the year at that at you know at that spot. You know, like we you know we got great comics that are you know, we got great comics that are in this lineup, and and yeah, you know, I'm just you know we just ready to kick some ass. And know, hopefully, yeah. there will be some strippers there too, Phil. Oh yeah, hopefully, know, hopefully there's some strippers. Yes, yeah. so <laughs> in, in the boom room, in the boom room, yeah. room you know. <laughs> Yeah, the boom boom. Like, I just might have rubbed the back of my head tell me I'm a good boy. I don't need I don't even need a lot. I just hey, I ain't, ready to go. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. Since food is served there, I'm I am i might buy a stripper or a fucking food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, because you can't one thing about me, I like, I ain't took none of my comic privileges at all. Like, you know how easy it is to take something home to the show? Yeah. Like, hey, go ahead and slide the box to the side. Don't <laughs> oh even take them off the slide to the side. <laughs> Rub me that bag hole. <laughs> I'm like, it's gonna, it's gonna be on the other side. It's gonna come up to circulation. It might not be. I don't know. <laughs> That's damn, Phil. I hope you have some strippers, man. Yeah, yeah come on, man. I've had a couple girls. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing since college, but I'm, you know, not rusty. Come on, man. Yeah, you Phil. You don't really ask them a girlfriend yeah. right now. This height. Like, yeah, bro, come on, Phil. Like, let let let, bo- let Boner Garage. Be on the phone, like, like bro. Give me a blowjob or something. Yeah, she's sputtering me out. She's sputtering me out, man. After the show, she slid my boxes to the side, man. I think we go together. I don't know. That's <laughs> I can't get, so, so listen, if you so if you out there listening in 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 the podcast hemisphere right now, um, this is the Starting Five podcast with special guests, uh, Ryan Pope, uh, Elise Dickerson, and Tyrone Gaines. They got us laughing like crazy here because I only imagine what this show gonna do on March first, y'all. So again, once again, get your tickets um at Eventbrite.com. Um, we ain't told a joke yet. Not not one. Exactly. We listen, off duty right now. Alluded, yeah. alluded to some shit. But ain't no ain't no joke happened yet. Um, so, all right, I got I got another question. Um, 
in regards to, you know. My comic friend was like, no, no. Yeah, laugh that shirt right now. I'm sorry. No, no. She was really holding up them panties, like how in Don't Be a Menace when they have fucking Tyson on it. Yeah, she was holding, yeah. No, but when you, um, you know, like when you when you doing your promotion circuit, like when you you know you do podcasts or you, you go on radios, you know things like that. Um, you know what's what's that experience like? You know when you connecting with the people, you know, saying grassroots. I actually love uh, pop being guests on podcasts because you know a lot of people don't understand the depth of a lot of comics. Like it's more than just jokes. These jokes come from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? If we if we being real, whatever, my life experiences is enough to damn near be a therapist to a lot of people because you don't know me other than what you see on stage. But once you actually get me off stage and we get to have a conversation, it's like, you know, you get to really see that other side of people. Like, I think, you know, one of my favorite uh, experiences as far as Steve Harvey is concerned is when he did the uh, Oprah's Master's Class. Okay. I don't know if y'all noticed, but Oprah had a couple of celebrities on there that, you know, they gave like a, a kind of a background on who they are or whatever and like their story and their struggle or whatever um and from his master class I got the chance to like really like not only understand but relate to some of the things whatever like when you got a point of reference like a Steve Harvey or somebody who's already made it and you see that they went through some of the same struggles as you you know what I'm saying it's easy for you to keep going stay motivated and actually be uh, point of contact for other people who may, you know, be scared to talk about certain things. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? So, being able just to take off the pressure of being funny and just have an open conversation mm -hmm. and be real and like really pick people's brain and then let them see, you know what I'm saying, that other side of you is very like refreshing for real. For real. Absolutely. So, yeah, I like being on podcasts. I like having, and I like being head to head with some niggas. <laughs> <laughs> what hands you talking about? What hands? Just hold on. Yeah, what hands she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the crawfish head. Well, yeah. uh, Corinne Stephenson, six inches is too small, so I don't know how to have a conversation. I told you, I got long dick. I got mine tucked in my sock right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can think about what's the crawfish head. You know, you gotta bite the head. You know, what the, oh, what oh, you oh. still with? Yeah, you, you, right. you, you right. What are you into? Yeah. Like, what y'all having that with you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they had the Bill Cosby pill there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Bill Cosby pill there. Yeah. All right, all right. Let us bow our heads. Yes. <laughs> Jesus fix it. I mean, he is but, an ordained minister, though. <laughs> oh, he is? Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Jerome, you might have to save me from hell. No, I, 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 just, I, just, I just married folks. That's all I do. That's my other side hustle. It, it actually pays more than comedy. Oh, shit. And okay. I'm still going to do 15 minutes at the reception, too. So, you oh, know what But you want to also know, I like being on podcasts because, you know, it's a great way to, to network, promote yourself. And I actually had shared this post, too. I was like, yo, about networking, I was like, I know your parents told you don't talk to strangers growing up, but in this day and age, when it comes, when you're an entertainer, you got to talk to strangers to to network. You you know? And if she's a fine-ass stranger, then yeah, you definitely network with her. Yeah. I mean, even if she might do some misery shit to you, but mm -mm, still, mm -mm, you know, yeah, you still got to network with her. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I don't like it because I, I, I like myself as an outgoing introvert. I really okay. like I I really be like kind of like nervous when I talk to strangers because I gotta talk to me face and I've been in places where people have told me their whole life stories, including the person that just passed away two weeks ago and like how do you exit out of that conversation? I'd be like, okay, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's how we met. I'm like, you listen to me, I got some tea, girl. Bro. Oh. 
But Bye. at the same time, <laughs> I, I hear whatever. Like, I don't, okay, we talk about you, whatever. Then when they ask her asking questions about you, like, well, what, what is your, like, how many siblings you, I don't know. I don't want you to know me like that. I just don't. Because I, I feel triggered, like, oh, the nervousness. I don't. <laughs> like that. No, it really is. Like, I'd be triggered for real. Like, I was in, um, I was in Cincinnati or whatever. I was on contract. Uh, for my job and you know Uber drivers I had to have a car time or whatever Uber drivers trying to make small talk or whatever yeah. and I be like automatic SVU vibes like <laughs> cause you asking me where I'm from now you know I'm, I'm not from person. here yeah. you taking me from the hotel I'm staying at to my job like now you know where I'm gonna be at 90% of the time like oh you need some help huh listen <laughs> and then I had this personal Uber driver said if you needed to go anywhere whatever take my number you need to go anywhere whatever I thought it was cool at first whatever and then like when he would pull up at the hotel he started talking to me to where I can't get out the car and I'm like oh this Make sure it's unlocked. Like, it's, yeah, like so, it just depends. Like, like for, for a female, <laughs> listen. A lot more for a female, it's like it's like okay, what do you want from me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what is your intentions? Human trafficking is real, and I know I'm high on the market. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how much I'd be worth for human trafficking. Like, I know since I'm, a, since, since, I'm a, since I'm a light skin, you know, since I'm a nigga, I'm, 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 I'm a rare species. You know, I'm a nigga with, with, with hazel eyes, so I'm a rare species. Uh, so I gotta be, I gotta be worth at least about uh, a few million. From the, yeah. medical, from the medical standpoint, every person is worth almost a half a million dollars for the organs that they get. Mm-hmm. Not to mention what they would use you for before you die. So, Absolutely. that's the reason why... Look, anybody wasting good drugs on uh, on us? Anybody sex trafficking on niggas? Well, like, but, 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 but Tyrone, don't disrespect Tyrone. But Tyrone, don't disrespect Tyrone. You got nigga eyes, you know, dark brown. I do got nigga eyes. You know, you, you know, I, I got hazel, so I might be worth a little bit more than you. But, oh, so, that's what I'm wondering how much I might be worth. And look, at least you my size. Ain't nobody trying to work it take to whoop your ass to get you sex trafficking. Ain't nobody getting you. You're right. Yeah, it's too much work. I'm safe. They're gonna shoot you. This might be worth something because you know Damn, she's soft. So this right to the gun. I'm not look. I I done thought about it. like you know if I had to fight you least I'm, I, I'm not fighting fair. Not a taser. We going straight to the bullet. Man, right in the kneecap. I gotta be at least worth about. I gotta be at least worth. I gotta. I gotta at least be worth about five grand, maybe. You know, with my eyes. Yeah, five dollars. Yeah, they ain't paying for no niggas. And an EBC, I got probably worth about ten grand. Yeah, ten grand. Yeah, man. Yeah. Y- y'all gonna give me drugs and pussy? Nigga, I'm, I'm, look, how are we four times? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Ain't nobody putting us on. We're we too eager. And then he gonna act, he gonna act hey, good. Hey, 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 hey. Ooh, this traffic is crazy. <laughs> hey, we should put ourselves on the market for human sex trafficking to see how much we worth. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Use our alias now. Okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm cool. Get it together. You like your face? Hey, you got a little sweat? Turn, hey, my sex trafficking name is going to be Chicken Nugget. Yeah. Chicken Nugget. Yeah, because I got a two-pack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be uh, 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 Mr. Goodwood. That's what I'm going to do. Mr. Goodwood. Mr. Goodwood. <laughs> Coco Mango. I'm going to Coco Mango. Hey, that's going to be your pillow print. So I'm going to be on the bed. Just lay down. I ain't going to have coming in sweat. At least I thought you were going to say maybe Minnie Mouse 90, at least Minnie Mouse 89 or something. Oh, shit. I'm going to call you Grasshopper because your legs long. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. All right. I'm mad because I feel like you all going to say that to me. I just thought of it. I was like, no, I feel like you
Cause no, you thought no, about this. No, the old, the one I thought about, I said you live like a like a buffalo wing, cause it got like you just like you got the little fat at the top. Oh, dude, like that thigh, the, the fat, fat dude. Yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, that, the thigh. That's, that's where man. all the meat is at. Yeah, you know, some, the thighs where all the meat is at. French yeah, hat on them legs, girl. get you good protein. Yeah. yeah. So she might, so she might be buffalo. So that means her, so that means her, 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 her human sex, her human, sex trafficking that might be buffalo wild wings, fucking eighty seven. I was messing with this white girl. It was all flat. I feel like I'm on that couch. <laughs> 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 At least might be worth more than I don't like the couch. That's why I'm on this couch. I got to send this chair for this shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh-uh. Hey, can this camera walk me to my car? <laughs> <laughs> See what's happening. <laughs> I got to keep eyes on you the whole time. <laughs> so I probably, what were you saying, sir? No, no. So I was going to ask you, so you got your special coming up um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in April, uh, coming up this spring here. Um, I don't know if you want to give any details about is that something that's that's open to the public or is this how, how is that how just that know that I'm going to be shooting my comedy special 42424 um that is the year my dad passed I mean that's the day my dad passed 20 years ago okay. so it's kind of like you know what I'm saying my uh homage to him you know what I'm saying for playing with it off safety um so shooting club up with my I got you because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much you had to drink no but um I am this keep getting caught. Why you do that? I said it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's always a light skin. It's the case. No, but um but no, I mean like I okay, so the reason why I'm shooting my comedy special is in April because I had won a comedy contest in October. Okay. And from the local app, shout out to Jay Fogel, um, you oh, know okay. uh he he was like, When we gonna do this, when we gonna do this? And I kind of like been pushing it off because of personal reasons, you know, I've, you know, just getting out of a lot of situations, oh. a lot of deaths and something, you know what I'm saying, from, again, personal situations. As so I said, fuck it. 424, 24. Let me go ahead and honor my dad. And I haven't put everything out yet. It's the 22nd. More details are coming in two days. <laughs> um, location, I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. If y'all know, y'all can go ahead and let me know the show. Um, any suggestions? Um, because I'm just saying right now, I did the most important part, which is getting on people's calendar. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of people that's taking that day off. Okay. It don't even matter. Like they either taking the day off or they're doing half a day. <coughs> so anywhere I decide to do this comedy special is gonna be sold out. Okay. So oh, yeah. you know I got people like that's even out of town that's waiting to come. Talk in your town. talk. So just saying, <laughs> just saying. So I mean, it's just the timing is right because like if I were to do any type of, you know special or any type of club like before now i don't think i would have killed it because my thing is i don't want to just do it say i did it right right. i could have did improv year one Mm -hmm. but the thing that people don't realize that if you don't kill certain opportunities you'll never have it again right so i'm not gonna risk i'm not gonna risk something reoccurring for me just to say i did it it should be special yeah like my comedy special yeah Yeah. so that's just me like when you get opportunities you got to be ready for them not just to be a present. Like, I don't, I'm not that type of person, whatever, that's just on the clout. Right, right. Like, okay, I did this improv, I did that improv, or, you know, I opened up for this person. I'm like, no, no, no. When I do it, you're going to remember me. It's going to be memorable. Oh, you was there. I did my special like five months in, and it was more of a regular. You know, I wasn't ready, but I was just trying to determine to prove I had special time, you know? I, I had time, but it wasn't, it wasn't special. Yeah, I actually mm-hmm. featured on his special. Thank you. Right. Love My mentor, thank you. 
Go ahead, do your thing. No, but he, but you know, one thing about Tyrone, whatever, his pen is not questionable by far, especially for him to be doing it the time he's been doing it. Like, when you have different backgrounds, like, that's why I think that Jasmine is doing so well in Hollywood right now because she came from doing sketch comedy and videos and vines and stuff like that, whatever. So when it came to her not being able to edit, not being able to have music cues, not being able to have like those little things that make uh, production mm -hmm. funny mm -hmm. and you got to be there a cappella, mm -hmm. no cut no stop let me do that backing like when you got to just like go all gas no brakes it kind of prepares you to be a, a touch better than somebody who's just being funny in conversation mm -hmm. yep yeah so yeah, that's true yeah it, it's a difference so yeah. I, I like it <clears throat> especially nowadays and you, you, I forgot about Vine there's a lot of people that got mm -hmm. famous mm -hmm. through Vine and so, you know, in this in this day and age, you really you got to worry about <laughs> being discovered no more because hell, you can discover yourself and and, and put yourself out there. But you still gotta have work. You still gotta have both. You still gotta have both. At the day, you go to somewhere, or whatever, and I've seen comics be stuck in what people know from social media mm -hmm. to where they gotta run them tags in the ground, and it's like, okay, we get it. it. Yeah. But yeah, then so you also gotta have the other part because I talked to Roy Wood. Um, Junior, and I, I always ask comments whatever that actually is doing what I want to do. The best piece of advice, he said, "Look, at the end of the day, have a social media presence. It doesn't matter how funny yeah. you are if you don't have both. Like, because bookers look at that. It's easier for me to book somebody who has a hundred thousand followers yeah. who may or may not be funny than it is to book somebody with talent. Because guess what? I can guarantee they're gonna have people come out. Yeah, I can't yeah. really market you if people can't go and look you up. All right, cool, cool, cool." Uh, so um, just just you gonna have a, just a quick little rapid fire. Anything that you want to get off your chest uh, as we you know come to the conclusion. Oh man, well, since I already go, the only thing I want to get off my chest is that um, you know, Cleveland, the entertainment center, Cleveland is fucking as a fucking vortex. That's all the thing I get off my chest, and. <laughs> And also, yes, definitely make sure you come check us out at the Diamond Lounge. It is going to be on the first of the month in March. Yes, it is going to be on the first of the month in March. You know, it, it, it's me featuring these two comics and some other comics. It is going to be a good-ass show. Get your own sale tickets on Eventbrite. They are $15. And again, follow me on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram at rpokethetaurus, like the bull. On TikTok, Entertainer Taurus, and also follow me on my Facebook and YouTube at Ryan Polk, P-O-L-K. That's it. Let's right, pack it out. And Ooh, before you man. get out of here, man, top five, your top five comedians, bro. Let's top see. five comedians, Bernie Mac, Eddie Murphy, Mike Epps, Arnez J, and Martin Lawrence. Nice. Comedians. Right. Nice. That's it, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean my Mount Rushmore, Martin Lawrence is is demolished, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's my yeah, but my top five. Yes, that's my top five. That's, sure, that's a great top five, man. Yeah. Appreciate you coming appreciate out, you coming out right. Appreciate, yeah. you, appreciate. Yeah. You. Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll be at the show, man. We're gonna oh, yeah, get out to see all the show. Yes, yes. Thank, you, thank you, thank you. Uh huh. Thank you for coming. Uh -huh. All right. Uh -oh. Oh.
Alright, Ryan. Alright, y'all. May the Lord right. keep watching. Time, hey, time for me to go to hell, aka work. Hold on, don't worry, man. If I get pulled over and if I'm swerving, I'll just be I'll just ask the cop, I'll be like, well, you think they would they would have constructed these roads to be straighter. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Show them the hazel eyes. They'll let you go. Show them the hazel. Oh, yeah. Show them the hazel. Oh, yeah. Oh, if it's a female car, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to show her the eyes. And if it's a white comic, if, if, if it's a white female um, cop, I'm going you know, to put her in a sunken place. Like, get out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was intense. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Falk something else. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm gonna come back and laugh in a second. Would you be back? I'm back. I'm buffering. Alright. <laughs> All right. Um. So, do y'all do y'all follow the sports scene a little bit? A little, a little bit. bit. Okay. Did y'all did y'all see the Last Dance documentary? Oh, George. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Okay. So, um, there's a rebuttal coming out between some of Mike's old teammates. So Horace. Horace Grant. You gotta say Scotty's name first, Ray. You can't okay, not say Scotty first. Scotty Pippen. Because he's the leader. Horace Grant. I think Luke Wongby was on the set. And they're gonna do a, a tour uh debunking. The Jordan stuff? The yes. last dance. They, they need to shut the hell up. Alright, listen, if it wasn't for Jordan, we wouldn't know about BJ Armstrong or Bill Cartwright if it wasn't for Jordan. Look, Jordan was a guy that was so dope, the people around him caught contact talent. Thanks. Contact talent. It was Jordan. It's so dope. Unattended. Yeah, so dope. And may, maybe Pippen also. But Jordan, man, he was. The, I don't even want to hear what they got to say. I'll watch it, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to You're going to mute it. I'm going to mute it. I'm going to mute it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that shit. The last dance was good, though. It was I mean, good. it was, it it was, was theater. Good. It was good. The, the it was last theater. dance was fuel. I saw that documentary and talk about just how Jordan was, and it was like he was an asshole. It's like, yeah, but you gotta be that asshole to get to that level. Yeah. It's like, hey, nigga, I'm not playing with y'all niggas, man. Listen, we're trying to get championships. We ain't here to play basketball. We here to win. Yeah. And that's the thing about it, whatever. Like, you can be an asshole to the point to where it's about the betterment of the whole group. Mm -hmm. It'd be different if he was just worried about his individual stats and his individual legacy. Facts. But the fact that he sat up there and said, "No, I'm not Jordan without a team." Like, you can't deny that man his right to push you to be better as a whole. Right. Yeah. We hear about legacy. We ain't we ain't here for no. Yeah, we here for legacy. And I can I'm I'm actually grateful that comedy don't work the same way because fuck y'all. <laughs> 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 no, and think about it. Like like think about the the insane part. Take your heart away. Take feelings aside. Facts facts of the matter. Imagine. The fact that people can't see if you do A, B, and C, we win. Like, we got to argue about winning. <laughs> like, I got you. That's insane. And that's, and that's why I'm finding it interesting. Like, I, I definitely want to hear what they got to say. Uh, and, you know, some people have mixed feelings about, you know, the debate, who's a go, and this and that. But, you know, he... He was a, he was the engine to everything that they did. Man, but yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So everybody can't be top number one. Well, Always got to be just number I, one. I, I, like at the end of the day, like you said, be the Jada Kiss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like did you like they don't talk about Jada Kiss? Oh, they talk about the locks because even when they did the battles, oh, I'm sorry, the verses, Jada Kiss couldn't go up there by himself. He took mm -hmm. the group. There's nobody who's gonna do a verses individually that was in the group. It's yeah. not gonna happen. 
You wasn't that strong. No, right. Outside right. of Jeezy, okay. Uh, <laughs> but even Jeezy's group, group, yeah, that group, that was, that was a, a even Jeezy's group didn't do enough for him to bring them. That was an ense- that was an ensemble. It wasn't. A group. He said, "I'm not an ensemble." They had a nice little. They did. You know, because uh, Diddy gonna want a party, and you gotta tell him no. You gotta tell, <laughs> him, gotta him, tell no. him no. <laughs> Let's get into that, man. Let's get into that. Oh, <laughs> Lord, do we have to? <laughs> like, hey, Cat dropped a nuclear bomb on this, man. Okay, so this is the thing. If Cat would have said all this stuff before Cat was Cat Williams, which y'all have listened, even if he had receipts and all. Probably not. Probably not. He'd have been up. What's that girl? Uh, Jaguar. Um, what's her name? Oh, yeah, who? Jaguar. Is it Jaguar yeah. Red? Because nobody knows her. Jaguar Wright. Yeah, but she be, she be having like receipts and stuff, but nobody cares. You know what I mean? She be talking about cats in the industry. And that's why it matters for you to have a body of work <laughs> if you're going to be messy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Look, I was just thinking about that. Like um, the Mike Jones, uh, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Yeah. If you're being honest as a man, right? Maybe he wasn't worth paying attention to back then. You know what I mean? Like, I got a million dollars now. Now they own me. Yeah, nigga, because before you was a fucking bum. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right. but if you get that body of work, like you saying, you get that body of work, it's like, now they all own me. Like, yeah, well, they should be. You didn't put the work in. You've earned it. You worth paying attention to. So, like, yeah. I see yo, Mike Jones, and I will raise you a D-Ray Davis. Ooh. <laughs> D-Ray Davis said, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all own me. No, they wanted me back then. They just didn't know it. Mm. Mm. Talk that shit. Yeah. Because he said that. D-Ray Davis said that. So my thing is, you got to let people find you. I don't care what nobody say, whatever. You can't force yourself on people. You got to let people find you. Because guess what? When they find you, it's at the point where they're ready to find you. Because at the end of the day, you could be saying the same thing. But if they're not ready to take in what you're giving, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. You know, and if they find you, it's more authentic. It's like if um, somebody suggests a new song to you versus you finding a new song. Oh, yeah, because I got this one song. It's fire. <laughs> yeah, like you, find, you find that's your new favorite song. You're you going to blow that repeat. Bit. Man, I was just talking to Eric about this during the break. That's the oh, that's b- his real name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we call him EB. But, um, <laughs> but I was saying, like, it's nothing that it's the greatest feeling when you discover an artist or a comedian for the first time, not someone putting them in your face. It's a mm-hmm. different feeling, and that's the best supporters who find you. They be they be swearing like, "No, this the best person." Y'all ain't heard about him because when they put you, you on the someone. Once you find something, you now you looking for all the backlog and everything. Yeah, you, you try to find the whole category yeah. right from the beginning. So I feel like it makes when you people pay find attention. You, like you, it's like it's like it's yours. Yeah, like, I found this artist. Yeah. even um, Patrice O'Neal talking back about him. He had a lot of jokes. He didn't finish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'll be like, um, if you're over 40 talking about going to school, just, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? But it leaves you to your own aha moment. And now you own the joke. It's more yeah. personal to you now. You know, he didn't have to finish. Because you are over 40, ain't you? No, I'm, I'm almost 40. No, no, you're over 40. Well, I'm saying, but look, but 41 just is closer to 40 as 39 <laughs> is. So I'm almost 40. That's what I say. Nah, it's hard to sell old niggas in Hollywood. Oh, right? under, Almost 40. You can't under 40. 40 got a hold of your ass. I got some time on my ass. I got some time on my ass. <laughs> that one that wrapped a leg around it. <laughs> I, do, I look young because I'm immature. <laughs> That's a so bad 
I ain't said it's a banger. <laughs> Go ahead and take that, brother. You keep that. Oh Doesn't that people do it to you, though, as a comic? Oh, oh my you God. You use that. Shut yeah. the fuck up. You ain't got to pay me enough. <laughs> and look, it'd be terrible. Like, oh, wait, two guys walking to... No, no, wait. Three guys walking to a bar. No, wait, wait. Knock, knock. You're like, nigga, I'm never going to use this terrible-ass <laughs> joke that you're trying to get you out. You don't do that? All That's the... crazy. You don't even got to pay you me for it. You can use that. that. Just, that's for you. you could, like, thank you. Like you just threw them the bone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, nigga. I need hey, look, that. if I use it, they gonna be trying to be Paul. Paul, <laughs> I wrote that for him. You know, I wrote that for that nigga. That's like how niggas be in the studio when they chilling in the session. <laughs> Give them one line. Like, yeah, I gave him that. Like, Shit, I wrote that whole verse. Oh, Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't say fuck. You should I say motherfucker. <laughs> Bars. Like, nigga. I ain't gonna lie. I've done it in the grocery store. I ain't gonna lie. Like in that, in that way, I've done it in the grocery store. So like, I love messing people in public. I really, really do. That's a bad thing. I should have a camera crew. But <laughs> I'll be in the store, have somebody like looking at like a bottle of ranch, and I'm like, oh no, 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 you don't want that one. You you want this one. <laughs> Hand them the same exact bottle and walk off. <laughs> and they staring at it, looking like, like, what's the difference? <laughs> I believe same it. I don't know why. I believe it. <laughs> like it's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's I'll be doing I'll be selling shit just randomly be walking past yeah but I'll be listening I mean why do I be even doing that cause you're a creep mm-hmm. am I or a helper I promise you I was at I was at work today and um this girl didn't know I was looking at her or whatever and she was like mm 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 and so I said real loud so she know I saw her okay and she turned around and was like, oh my God. I said, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Made her whole day and then walked off. <laughs> I, I, I just did that shit. I was in Target and uh, this mom, she was fussing at her boys about the Xbox and shit like that. I guess she had to buy another one. And I'm and as I'm I'm listening and I walk over, I said, Damn, why, 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 why you doing all that fuss at the kids right now? She said, This asshole right here sold his Xbox to his brother for fifty dollars. And I'm like, shaking my head. Yeah. And so she out, she in here buying another one. I said, you know what you should do? You should make him hustle up his own money and make him buy his own. It's like, how you gonna sell some shit I bought? Right, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's all profit. <laughs> <laughs> it really was all profit. He didn't make it. But that's why he thought of fixing it. He's like, oh, what can I get for this? He, he didn't know, right? He didn't do that nigga budget. <laughs> What's his thorn? He was on Facebook market. So that's crazy. Um, you, so, know went, you know he went to the convenience store and went crazy. You know he did. Man, balling. <laughs> Got all type of little talkies and shit. Let me, let me get the little Debbie. This whole side. Man, man let's see. Um, so anything y'all want to y'all wanna get off you know, on the platform? While, while? Listen, date in your lane. Stop talking about what people should and shouldn't do at opposite sex and you single as fuck. Shut the fuck up talking about what people should and shouldn't be doing. I, I approve of that. that need to be said. <laughs> oh date in your lane. <laughs> They in your lane, because, like, for real, for us, too many men out here internalizing our form of entertainment and making it like that represents the entire demographic of black women. Right. Mm. Everybody's not a sexy red. Even Megan Astallion should be out in some type of form of fashion because she graduated, got how many Grammys, and all, all her masters. Like, she ain't, hey, you but, know, but and she ain't got no kids. Like, sexy red, her booty hole brown, so that makes up. And she still that. got Drake kissing her stomach. Oh, man, did he kiss it? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And even Sexy Red, like, she ain't by herself. Somebody else knows that booty hole is brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my thing is, like, I just, I just hate how that, that our entertainment, because that's what it is. Don't get me wrong, whatever, like, I ain't coming here twerking, but will I go ahead and shake a cheek or two? If I feel like it, let me live out loud. But, <laughs> sure will, really. but my thing is, I still don't <laughs> difference between there, there, and there. 
Half y'all don't even know this is me. Y'all know. Like, for real, like, like men, it's listen. It's Oxford English. It, it is three of them, y'all. I thought you, I thought you seen me. No, no. I didn't. <laughs> no, I literally, no, for real, I have a joke about that because it's really happening to me. This dude slid in my DMs, was like, I just want to know, N-O, if I can have your number. And I no, said, no, 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 that's not the right K-N-O-W. <laughs> and he said, why? Oh, my hey, God. God. He understood it. That's so funny. <laughs> and so the thing is, it. they in your lane. Because most men, one, don't even know what they want a woman for. Mm. Besides getting your thing wet. Mm. Two, because you say we're supposed to be a help me. I'm going to help you do nothing. That's the reason why there's so many mm, babies so out mm. of a daggone relationship. Because y'all ain't doing nothing but fucking. I'm sorry, can I cuss on you? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, talk your shit. No, because like, yeah. for real, like, that's the reason why so many kids are born in these broken situationships. Yeah, that's real. Because if you don't, if we're supposed to be your helpmate, what am I helping you doing? Because mm-hmm. you don't know where you want to go. You don't know what you want to do. So guess what? We have time on our hands. What are we going to do with it? Be horny and unproductive? Yeah. Two, date in your lane. If you know you can't afford this woman because you don't have this, that, and the third, whatever, date in your lane. Or... Work on yourself to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, whatever, it doesn't matter if you create the the perfect partner for yourself. Down to, he got one dimple and a black mole on his big toe. <laughs> at the end of the day, even if that person existed, are they looking for you? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you can sit up there and talk yeah. about all the stuff that a woman should and shouldn't be doing, even if she does all of that, is she looking for your ass? Yeah. Oh, that's deep. Like, oh, so, that's they in your lane. That's real. The doors that's of the church are now open. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Listen, I'm telling you right now because it just right. bothers me because rest in peace, Kevin Samuels, but they used to love to label our demographic as black women as people who have three and four baby daddies and don't this and that. We overweight this and that. I have no kids. I'm 207 with a little pudge. Look, like, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm 6'1. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I have my own everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't fall into that category, so talk to me nice. Exactly. Nice. Oh, for real. And I like, like women who need help. I don't know, you got your shit too much together. I, can't, I know. <laughs> I like to get the leverage on the thing, you know what I mean? Go ahead and help with them kids. Well, with them like, oh, you need some help, huh? Hey, girl, let me talk to you. But don't get me wrong, it's also, I don't, I don't want to be this independent, but at the same time, the whole structure of the black community in itself has crippled yeah. to where I'm forced to be this independent. I don't want to be. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so it's so crazy because like you complain about us not being like your mama and your grandparents. Well, guess what? They had a man that wanted to provide for them, yeah, no, that no. wanted to sit up there and have a household for you to be at. Right. Now, did, did, I can't even get you to go 50-50 with a bill. Did, 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 and, and you know you because of the internet you have you know access to this video that video and and, mm-hmm. and you see things and, and you saw how the, the whole you know welfare state was ushered mm-hmm. into our community and things of that nature how they basically you know saying exiled the man from the home in, in, a, in a way and you know you, you look you're looking now what is it 40 on 50 basically 50 years later and you see the state of the affairs in the community and um you know how do, how do we how do we get back to black people wanting to get married and, and having and raising a family and doing it that old school way. If you look at our structure, a man is a leader. So it really starts with our man. Y'all want to put it all on women. Y'all shouldn't be giving up the coochie and this and this and that, whatever. A man leads. We follow. Mm-hmm. So we're only where we at because of what we've had to follow. Mm-hmm. 
So my thing is, even when they had welfare as an option, if it was more attractive by our men to be like, no, I'll take care of my responsibilities. Right. I'll provide for you. If we had more Let's of keep that. keep these white folks out of our business. Yes. Right. If we had more of that, and we actually seen y'all not trying to play with us, you know what I'm saying? Not trying to manipulate us. Mm-hmm. Not trying to sit up there and finesse us out of what you want because that's all that you can have an exchange on right. is sex. Then that would be way more attractive because guess what? Welfare <coughs> is determined on another person giving a fuck about me, which they don't. Right, right, right. If I know that this man who created a baby with me, who really wants to sit up there and stick it out and really make this work, because I kid you not, it's more women that will literally. It is more women that will literally follow a man if he knows where he's going. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. You gotta prove, like, like my thing is, like, you think about it, like, think about how we're raised. Like, you put a doll in a baby girl's hand, she has responsibilities at two. That's yeah, yeah. Like, y'all still playing with talking trucks and action figures and everything like that, whatever. So, naturally, we're more developed to have that mindset of somebody else. Mm. Y'all not. That's the reason why y'all can go with y'all egos and feel like y'all standing on business. But mm-hmm. ego aside, if you look at it, like, don't get to sit up here and sow your royal oats, especially in your own community. That's the first and foremost. Right. If you're going to sow your royal oats, uh, mess over the other people. Don't do us like that, because then you harden our hearts to where we can't even look at y'all the same. Can, can, can I jump in? Yeah. Look, I'm a, a Kevin Samuels fan, uh-huh. right? And he, he he always talked about men being about business, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. But a lot of people are taking this message and perverting it. So you got these bum niggas who are taking this message and they really taking their own anger out on women. These bitches don't do this and do that. It's like, nigga, but you're not, you don't really qualify. What, what, is, she, what is she supposed to be doing for you, though? Like The woman? Yeah. What do you What do you bring to the table for her to want to do that shit? That's what I'm telling them. Like, like, oh, as a man, you, I'm yeah, saying, that, but as, as a guy, you're supposed to, look, as, as a man, you're supposed to be three niggas in one, right? You got to be the rider, that's, that's the protector, the provider, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and the guider, give her some knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to be the combination of those three, you know, right. whatever it balances out, but you got to do these things. She got to feel safe with you, you got to protect her, you got to provide something. Even if she make more money than you, bring her a, a box of Black and Miles or something, you know what I'm saying? No, that's for real, that's for real. But for real, though, that's, 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 that's you know, considerate. Yeah, 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 you thank her for the opportunity, right. you know, ma'am, and, right? And then, um, what else do I do? The rider, the, you know, that's, that's all the same stuff. Provide, ride, guide. But at the same time, as women, for guys, we need a combination of three things. You know what I'm saying? We need a looker. We need a cooker. And that's all the domestic stuff. Cooking, cleaning. Even if she don't cook, she's going to feed you. She'll go buy it. Right. Yeah. And hook her. You know, cater to my per- my perversions. You know what I'm saying? As a man. But, like, I'm just saying, like, we, we all need these things. We need those. Yeah. And, so I- and people feel like, on both sides. Like, I don't think it's toxic masculinity. I think it's toxic people. It could be feminine or masculine. You're right. You know? And it's some women who are just like... Well, nigga, it's transactional. Nigga, break bread, do this. Don't tell me what to do. It's like, wait a minute. Now, listen. If I'm, if I'm, if you under my provision, you under my authority. Now, that's like my daughter. You know, you you my oldest now. You know what I mean? If I gotta pay for all your bills, you are gonna do what the fuck I say. You know what I mean? But a lot of guys be wanting that and not providing. Mm-hmm. You get them old school dudes, right? Yeah. Where you know, daddy had a whole secret family. You yeah. know, back in the, 
That nigga took care of two households. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. He could do what he want to do. <laughs> it be niggas who be dependent on two women trying to talk that same shit. Right. Like, nigga, you cheat. You know what I'm saying? You living off of two bitches. Then you, you don't get to say nothing. Shut up. Right, right, right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You don't get to have that, I'm daddy. No, you're not. You're the oldest. <laughs> I would say this, too. Because I, I started with dating your lane, but I put this on my um, Facebook and my Instagram not too long ago. The crippling thing about our black community is that more times than not, we're taught how to protect ourselves from each other, not how to unify. Yeah. Mm. Facts. Yeah. So I, I think that, that is the biggest issue. And then two other things. We're the only culture that publicizes our shortcomings and our truths. That's the reason why everybody else knows us so well and is able to take the best of whatever they can to make it seem and present themselves as an asset to us versus the true liability they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Two, even when we <coughs> do give the sauce, because honestly, the other part of it is that we've taken the elders off the porch because mm-hmm. it ain't safe for them. Nope. We've destroyed the dinner table because we don't sit down with our kids. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So where else do they get these social inputs besides their tablets and phones and everything else? And even when they do go there, it's either us weaponizing mm-hmm. or monetizing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So where do you get the authentic I give a fuck about you from from a black person? Mm-hmm. And we get taught to be selfish. And not only that, peer accountability. Because oh, yeah. even with all of those dynamics aside, who are your peers that's going to hold you to a certain standard to where our collective is on this type of level? Yeah, we yeah. are grade school kids that's what I try to point out to them every day you know and so you, you listen bro you you making all this noise over here you talking and shit the teacher ain't teaching because of you you fucking up my education that's the kind of conversation you should have with that kid but they don't they don't see the, the value here that. accountability you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, you shut up so I can learn bro I'm going into high school next year I need to get this math this fucking house been killing me yeah <laughs> but yeah but like if you could if you like it's some bad people but like almost I'll, I'll, I'll compare it to the cops they be like, it's some bad cops. It's like, but the good cops ain't telling these niggas don't do that don't shit. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so crazy? Around when that George Floyd thing happened, yeah. I <laughs> promise you on everything, everybody said I want to be a few bad apples. I really wanted to start a challenge of police officers, lawyers, and all type of different community um, hired people who work in the community or whatever, good apple of whatever city or county you're from, and actually tell the truth. Tell how, you know, basically this is your rights as a person when you interact with a cop. This is your rights as a person when you have to go to court. Educate your community because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's laws is different. So be a good apple of underscore city. You know what I'm saying? Any civilian I've ever seen who said they know their rights got shot. Officer, I, I know my rights. Okay, well, shut up, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. But no, I mean, like, we really do have to start being and utilizing these things for our betterment instead of talking down on somebody else and feeling like you're better. Because guess what? No one man is an island. So even if you're the best of our demographic, how is that helping everybody else? And we're not, we're not community centric, man. Like, it's like everybody else cares about their community. Mm -hmm. But like, meanwhile, us, we, it's cool to be toxic. If you black, it's cool to be toxic. Like, that's the thing. It's like, who says that? It's trigger culture. Yeah. Who says that though? Like, I'm toxic. I, you know, if you can't, you can't be nice to these niggas because they're like, no, be nice to me. You know, I, I want to nice. be here. But it's like she said earlier, everybody, you can't treat everybody the same. You can't assume everybody is the same way. You know, because. And then on top of that, the that's that's also another thing that's falling back to people establishing healthy boundaries. Not your 
this is me, you're going to take it, take it, no, no, healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because guess what? I bet you one thing, if you was to tell your bro, hey, that ain't cool, and if you keep doing it, step away from him, he may not be able to come to the level to where he can be back around you, mm-hmm. but he knows how to treat his next group of people, you know what I'm saying, better. Go check yeah. yourself, yeah. Because your absence sometimes does more for a person than your presence. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Absolutely. yeah. Farce. Oh yeah, like I said, I'm more than just a little comedy. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't cover the knee up though. That's what <laughs> 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 Cross her leg after that motherfucker, boy. You just dropping bars. Uh, so once again, uh, we in the building uh, with Elise Dickerson and Tyrone Gaines, uh, who once again will be performing at the uh, SNS Production Presents Comedy Night on March 1st at the Diamond 8 Lounge, 3400 St. Clair Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. Once again, get your tickets on invitebrite.com. That was a mouthful there. Uh, So we're going to close. He ain't getting nothing off his chest. Did you get anything off your chest? I thought that was it. No. Anything to get off your chest, Tyrone. I'm sorry. Well, man, so I told the bitch, right? No. I've been trying to hear this story all night. Wait. I'm sorry. No, I don't got nothing, man. I want to encourage my people just love, man. You know what I'm saying? And just come together and stop being selfish, man. Like, America makes you feel like you, you have to be happy. You're a good boy. Oh, my God. I'm about to, <laughs> I just came twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as people, man, we should come together, man. Like, stop stop the hate. Stop the bullshit, man. We should just come together. And if somebody do something that you want to do, talk to them. Hey, how do you do that? Don't hate them. Oh, that nigga ain't never been. No, man. Talk to them. Figure and, out what he's doing. You talk, and the person you talking to, be receptive and get the information back to the motherfucker yeah. that's just asking for e- the information. Each one, teach one. Look, I'm at my best when I'm teaching somebody else how to do something. It makes me better at what I'm doing. So, man, come on. Talk to these folks, man. Get your, get your information and get your shit together. And um, Respect the source, though. Respect, respect the source. <laughs> and um, what else? Fuck these bitches. And uh, no, I don't know. I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the bitches. I apologize. I, apologize. I, love, I love the men. I don't like the niggas. I love the men. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> Once again, shout out to Ryan Polk, who uh, had to, you know what I'm saying, leave a little earlier tonight, but he was definitely here in the building as well. And he's going to be at the Diamond 8 Lounge as well, along with uh, Tyler Parnell. Uh, Taylor. I'm sorry, Taylor Parnell. Um, my man, SB Sean Boy, and hosted by a good friend of mine, uh, Mel Yarbrough. Uh, so we got the top five comics. We asked uh, Ryan that. Uh, let's, let's, let's put your mom Rushmore in the top five together. Um, Eddie Murphy. Ooh, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. There's not no order either. Right, right, right. Jamie Foxx, D. Ray Davis. Mm, okay, nice. I ain't heard a bad one yet. Mm-hmm. Me, oh, um, for me, it's um, Patrice O'Neill first and foremost. Uh, George Carlin. Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, and I will put right. <laughs> I said that earlier. <laughs> and as my fifth, I would go. You least think you're Ooh, you least think you're saying. You least think you're Red Fox. Red Fox. Evie. We might as well. So, uh, all right. I guess it's over to the order as well. Um, but definitely Eddie Murphy. I learned so much from watching Raw. I yeah. learned so much about the world from watching that shit. Hey, that nigga was twenty six, <laughs> right? Doing wrong. So that was that's definitely uh, at the top of my list. Um, Bernie Mac, I gotta throw Jim Cra- Carrie crazy ass in there. Uh, I, I 
that that dude is hilarious. Um, definitely Chappelle, and my, and my old school uh, is <sighs> Richard Pryor. Richard Stories are unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Stories unbelievable. Great storytelling. Right, I'm I'm gonna say Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, Patrice O'Neal, Corey Holcomb, and Bernie Mac.